Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. What I wanted to share with you today is inspired because at the time of this recording, it is January. It's a new year. It's fresh. This is when a lot of people start their resolutions. Who are we kidding? But also take on some new goals for the year. So if one of your goals is to get out of debt, to improve your credit, and to just feel better about your financial snapshot, I'd love to share some information with you today as far as some best practices and ideas that you can explore that might help you in your goals for this next year. So as I'm putting together different topics and ideas of what I can share with you through my episodes, I do a lot of research just to see what else is out there, what some other people are saying, and also quite honestly, just to get inspired with some ideas to bring your way and bring as much value as possible. Well, when I was looking at some different articles, I have come up with some really interesting things. And I don't typically like to bash somebody else's work that they're putting out there. But you guys, this one was just too good to pass up. I found this article from thepennyhoarder.com and it was published on December 6th. And the headline is, when money is tight, these seven resources will help nearly everyone. It's a great title, right? Well, here's what the penny hoarder had to say for their seven steps to help when money is tight. Number one, ask for some help. They pointed a finger towards United Way because they do have some resources available if you're not able to pay like your electric bill or rent. So I thought, all right, we're starting off really well. If things are really tight, that would be a really great place to go to to keep from drowning. Number two, and I'm trying to say this with a straight face, get paid to play bingo. So they had a link in there that they most likely make some money on if somebody clicks on it to bingo cash. Bingo cash. This is something that when money is tight is a resource that will help nearly everyone. Okay, so get paid to play bingo. And then number three also had a link someplace, get paid $225 a month to watch cooking videos. So who is this article about? The person who wrote it that might make a couple cents or a couple dollars when it's all said and done from people who click on these links just trying to make a little bit of money? I don't know. It just certainly didn't sound like helpful, useful, valuable information for nearly everyone. All right, number four, solitaire cash. $83 when you win. I just like, I'm scratching my head. I'm shaking my head. I, I just don't even understand it. Number five was cancel your car insurance. Well, under that paragraph, they go into saying how you should shop insurance, which I absolutely agree with. But the headline of it was cancel your car insurance. Not quite sure that would be the angle I would take. And you guessed it, there was a link in there so you can shop auto insurance. So they're probably getting paid. And number six, get a free $80 for playing this cell phone game called Bubble Cash. I just can't even stand it. And then number seven was a link to copy a strategy to get a $526 refund for a free browser extension. So basically you're allowing this third-party company to spy on your shopping experiences online. So if you buy from retailers online, 
they follow your every move probably so that way they can get more pinpointed advertising in front of you. And for that great service, they give you a little bit of a refund when you spend money by using this free browser extension. I don't need one other set of eyes spying on me because I know, you know, Big Brother's watching. So why would I invite more of that into my life? Anyway, I had to share that with you because it was kind of funny. It was worth a couple of minutes to share what this author's perspective was. When money is tight, these resources can help nearly everyone. So now I want to turn and give you some of my personal ideas. And also I'm sharing some tips that I read from an article provided by becomingminimalist.com. Now, keep in mind, sometimes the reflection of how much debt we are in has a lot to do with our habits and our attitudes. Sometimes it's a lack of financial awareness or even just having the ability to pay attention to the details. Sometimes money is just kind of falling through the cracks and we're not paying attention to it. So before implementing any of these suggestions in this podcast, I do want to encourage you to create a very simple budget. And I know for some people listening right now, you're going, oh my gosh, that's something I've tried in the past. It was really terrible. All it did was prove to me how much more money I was spending than how much I was bringing home. And it's not intended for you to feel bad about something, but it is intended to kind of have a spotlight on where your money is going so you can make some of those changes in order to not find yourself in debt every single month. In my line of work as a mortgage loan officer, I am constantly looking at people's credit reports and their entire financial situation. And unfortunately, I'm seeing a growing trend of lots of credit cards with many of them maxed out or close to maxed out. And I know it's because the cost of living is increasing so very much that we don't have enough money before the month is over. And so we're putting those extra costs that we don't have cash money for on credit cards. Also, it's so easy to get our hands on, you know, like buy now, pay later loans, where it sounds really simple and something worth doing to just make a $30 a month payment, do it over this agreed upon time period and not incur any interest charges. Well, why not? Well, you do that a couple of times. You've taken on a lot of extra debt payments that now you don't actually have money available to pay cash for those other things you used to pay cash for. So consider the fact that debt may not be an actual financial problem. It might be more of a personal problem and debt is really just the symptom that's showing up. Maybe it's about overspending. Maybe there's some emotions or experiences you're going through, something that triggers you or sometimes just spending money helps us feel temporarily better and also getting new things is a lot of fun. But if we don't go about it the right way, you can find yourself in a money trap very, very quickly. Some small financial mistakes can add up to really big debt over time. So ways to minimize those mistakes, educate yourself, you're doing that right now, and listen to those experts in different areas of money, credit, finance, and those inspirational people that you listen to to help keep your mindset right And secondly, let's focus on financial self-awareness. So we've got to take responsibility instead of play victim, and we've got to pay attention to the details. And the only way you can do that is to set up a budget. So here's a little trick I like to play because games are fun. Think of yourself as a business. 
And if you were running your business, you would want to see what's coming in for income and what's going out for expenses to run your business. And if you didn't keep an eye on that every week, every month, analyzing it quarterly, having a goal for your annual profit and expenses, your business could be in trouble very, very quickly. So pretend like your personal budget is actually a business budget and look at see where the outflow is going and what is incoming. So we need to do one of two things. We need to increase the inflow or we need to reduce the outflow. And if earning more money is not really an option right now, so in other words, you're not up for a raise, you're not willing to leave your current employer to go to a competitor that might pay you a little bit more, you're not in a position to get a higher education or a certification that brings more value so that you get paid more for the work and contribution that you bring, and you're not in a position to take on a side hustle or a second job, then we have to look at cutting those expenses. So the rest of this podcast episode will be giving some ideas on where you can cut some of those expenses, whether it's temporarily or permanently, so you can reduce your spending, put any extra that you come up with towards paying off debt, and eventually, once that debt is paid off, you can put that money towards savings for your really big goals. Maybe you wanna pay cash for a car. Maybe you wanna buy a home or start a business. There are lots of reasons why we need money in our life. So let's get you there. So my very first recommendation and probably one of the easiest ones to tackle is to reshop your insurance. If you have homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, renter's insurance, anything along those lines, reshop that. And what's so funny is literally about three, maybe four hours ago, I received a phone call from my insurance agent who was letting me know that my insurance is coming up to be renewed next month. And he shared with me the increase in the price. It is increasing $822 when I renew in February. So of course, I'm going to be shopping that. I asked him to shop it with the carriers he had, and I'm going to go to another insurance agent and shop with them as well because my gosh, that's a lot of money difference for one year. That's nearly $69 a month, and that goes pretty far. You could always downgrade your cable package or even get rid of it entirely. Take a look at what kind of subscriptions you have, and if you're not utilizing that fully, then just cancel it. I know a lot of people in my life have a subscription to Audible, and it's a great program, but it also costs, what, like 15 bucks a month? Consider one of those free apps that connects to your free library card, like Hoopla, Overdrive, or Libby. I read and listen to somewhere around 50 books a year, and a lot of those are in audible form that I get for free through my Hoopla app, and I can check out up to eight titles a month for free. I could not believe how much money I saved when I switched cell phone carriers. So I was in a contract with one of the large, you know, national companies and I was paying like $80 a month. And then I wound up finding out about this other company and it's legit $35 a month. And guess whose service they use? That's right. The big dogs I was just recently paying $80 a month to. If you're in the market for some new clothes, maybe consider going to a consignment shop, getting with some of your friends to see if they need to clean out the closet too. I've had an evening where I had a bunch of my girlfriends come together. They all brought a garbage bag full of clothes that they either didn't fit into anymore, they didn't love, they weren't using, something along those lines. And everybody just dumped out their bag on the bed and we just had a party at it. Some of the clothes even had tags on it. So see if there's a friend's closet you can go shopping in. 
I know when I look at my budget, one of the main things that my money is going out to is food. So dining out and also for groceries. I know where I spend the most amount of money when it comes to groceries is buying things that are packaged for convenience. We pay a lot more for those things that are just kind of a grab and go that we can take along with us in the form of snacks. Consider taking at the start of your week a little bit of extra time and maybe meal prep and snack prep. So instead of just buying like the individual packages of things, what if you bought it in a larger size for a cheaper dollar amount and put them in little baggies yourself? I know it sounds like a small thing, but if you start paying attention to how much those individually packaged snack packs cost you compared to what you could get it if you bought it in one big container, they have to pay for that packaging somehow. Also pay attention to where you shop. The grocery store that I go to, their fruit prices are outrageous. I just stopped buying fruit there. And I have found that going shopping at like Costco or Aldi has some much better prices. So figure out where you need to be shopping at and shop there. If you go out to eat for lunch every single day, consider packing your lunch. Because when I really started adding up how much I was spending every day when it comes to a meal, a drink, and sometimes a tip, depending on where I went to go and eat, it was as much as $15 and $20 every single day. So if we're at 20 bucks a weekday times five days out, it's $100 a week. If you think about some of the best gifts that you've received, you might find that it was something that somebody made for you or had created for you. If you buy a lot of gifts for friends and family, start thinking about what kind of gifts you give. And is it something that you can make and create that's special, unique, and handmade by you and for them? And while I'm on the topic of gift giving, if you package it up really beautifully in like a gift bag, consider shopping in advance at like the Dollar Tree where you can get really beautiful gift bags for much cheaper than you might get at say a grocery store or Walgreens or something like that if you were grabbing something on the way to go out and meet that person. If you love hosting parties like I love hosting parties, maybe start asking your friends to bring a side dish or bring a drink instead of being the one that pays for all of that. I know the last party I hosted, it cost about $300 when it was all said and done between the food, you know, the wine, the things. So start thinking about ways that you can cut there. If you go through a drive-through for coffee every single morning, consider making your coffee at home instead and just bringing it with you. I love making extra large meals at dinner time and then having leftovers for lunch. Really start paying attention to some of your buying behaviors. Did something trigger or tempt you that had you go to that store and had you go and spend that money? Sometimes out of boredom, oftentimes we find ourselves just walking through a store to see if there's anything I need. I promise you, there's nothing you need at Home Goods. It's simply going to be a want. So pay attention to where you're spending your time. If you're just trying to kill a couple of hours, stay out of the stores if you're looking to cut back on your spending. And if you've made it this far into my episode, thank you so much because I am going to share with you something that was very, very impactful to me. And it's a huge tip. So you can go to irs.gov and look at the tax rates for the year that you're completing your taxes in. So right now I'm looking at 2022's tax rates. And you'll want to keep this in mind for 2023, because depending on where your taxable income comes in will depend on what tax bracket you fall in. So if you fall into a higher tax bracket, that means you are paying extra in federal income taxes. So catch this. 
Let's say you earn $41,000. You are going to be paying somewhere around 12% in taxes. But if you earn over $41,775, that 12% now jumps up to 22%. And so those numbers are if you are filing single, if you're filing jointly as a married couple, that threshold from 12% up to 22% changes if you earn greater than $83,550. And then the tax brackets go from 22 to 24 to 30 32% and then all the way up to 35 and 37%. I share this with you because you may be in a position to contribute to an IRA or your 401k that can help reduce your taxable income. And if that's the case, if you're on the threshold of those numbers that I had just shared, you may want to consider setting up your IRA contribution. And the cool thing is, is if you didn't do it last year for your IRA, you have up until the middle of April to contribute towards last year's IRA annual contribution. So let's say you're right on the brink, right? Like let's say you just earned $45,000. Consider contributing enough money to get you below that threshold. So now you're only paying 12% in taxes and not 22%. If you think about how many thousands of dollars is paid in federal income taxes, this is one thing that you can control by knowing what tax bracket you fall into and seeing if there are ways to help reduce that net taxable income. For most W-2 wage earners, contributing to that IRA or that 401k is the way to go. If you have a small business like an LLC or a little S-corp, you can write off cost of doing business against that and it can help reduce your taxable thresholds as well. I wanna say thank you so much for joining me for another episode. If we haven't already connected, let's do so. You can find me at Credit Christie on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, send me an email at questions at And until next time, my friends, stay well.